You're listening to IBNX. IBNXradio.com. All right, good morning, everybody. This is the Leadership Blend, but it is not hosted today by Ricardo D. Rice because I'm in training. Yay! <laughs> so, good morning. It is Monday. It is December, and the first Monday in December, which means the 2018 is almost over, which is actually kind of sad to me. Well, I mean, the year is pretty much gone, so, I mean... Oh, FYI, this is this is me. I'm just on the on the other side, so everybody can see the show. You see me sitting on the opposite side, which is kind of cool. I think I should. Like I kind of like it over here. And, and Erica's over here sitting beside me. So Erica Wright, say hello to the people. Hey. How's everyone? Erica yeah, Wright so is it's, our it's, guest, um, and I wanted to let you introduce yourself a little bit because you're going to be here for us first to do current events, for us to talk also about your nonprofit, about you first. But can you just introduce yourself a little bit for everyone who doesn't know you before? Hi. Thank you guys for having me. My name is Erica Wright, and I'm the CEO and founder of You First Incorporated, and we support our local, well, our homeless here in Atlanta. All right, very, very cool. So what I was saying was, I had a really good 2018 now that I think about it. It could be, definitely could be hard. I think 2017 was not great. 2016 was not great for most people. 2017 um, was trash. Wait. <laughs> was it, yeah, I think 2017 was trash. What was I doing last year? I don't, yeah. 2017 was trash. 2018, yeah. it's been dope, this right? year right here, I can't yeah. even, I can't even front. This year right here, this this was that joint. I can't even, I think so too. I've been blown away and the year's not done yet, so I, I can't even, I can't even say anything. Right. Do you want to remind everybody why today is very Oh, okay. So today <laughs> is, is special because today is the debut of my TV show, The Leadership Blend. So I am excited about that. So from now, from here on out, you will now hear my voice um, on Mondays and Fridays from 12 to 2 on IBNX Radio Network. And then on Mondays at 3.30, you hear, you see me and hear me on the Now Network. So you can check your local, local listings. We're talking about 11 different states, 29 million viewers. Um, so it, it's getting ready to be live. I, um, awesome. awesome. You know, what you will get is the, the radio show will stay as is. So you definitely get Simone, myself, uh, Double R. The TV show is just me. It's what I do best. It's leadership. Uh, those that know the Now Network is something like uh, the Word Network, TBN, um, except it's really diversified. So everybody from Kenneth Copeland to Paula White are all on that station as well. So you're you're getting the spiritual me that I don't really get into on this show. So it's, it's a hybrid of uh, the leadership stuff that I teach with a uh, spiritual twist to it. So you got to tune in to see it. So it debuts today. So check your local listings for the Now Network. Uh, if you go to my Facebook, I have all the, the where you can see it. If it's not in your state, you can stream it on the Now Network online. If you have a Roku, which I do, I've already downloaded. So I'm ready to see myself <laughs> later on today. Um, no, you know, see myself <laughs> later on today. So yeah, it's an exciting time. There's some more announcements that will take place before the year's over with. Look, when I build, I build. I love it. 
So, uh, you know, I'm trying to make it happen and just really excited about it. And I'm excited about Simone being in my seat today because it's kind of nice to be chill and sit on the other side. So This is a taller chair, in my opinion. Well, I don't use that chair. That's the chair you chose. <laughs> I don't use that chair. I feel like I'm sitting a little higher over here, which is kind of nice. Well, you're kind of tall, too. So that that's going to make a difference. <laughs> I'm just, just letting you know. You're kind of tall, too. Heels, man. So, heels. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> even though it's a really great time of year and this is like Christmas season, it's officially past Thanksgiving. So I feel like we can talk about Christmas and I don't have to hear people gripe about you already gripe in the face. Because Why Christmas is expensive. Christmas? Chris, Erica, you have a child, right? I do have a son. Are you a Christmas person? I am a Christmas person. I love Christmas. Amen. This is this is my time of the season. Really? Yeah. Why? You well, said it's expensive. How old is your son? He's 22. Oh, he grown. But I'm about to say. The thing about it is with the work that I do, we support other children. And yeah. I always have an opportunity to be around kids. And this is their season. This is their time. Yeah, but isn't that like a dual thing? Because you see you see particularly both sides of it. So of you see the, the kids who are living in homeless shelters. Right. and right. But on the opposite side, you know, giving them a toy brightens their whole world exactly. and stuff. So you get to see exactly. both sides. So I guess that's... that's sad, the music. People are shopping. I was going to say. People are nicer this time of the season. People go broke. They can't pay their rent because they don't try to buy all these Christmas <laughs> gifts. I, hold on. Hold are on. we really doing this? Like, Hold on. What about just the music and the festivities? Like exactly. different parts town get decorated with lights and trees and boats. I guess when I go Time home to South Carolina, it's better because it's the country, it's the woods. So we always used to go to this one house in this area called Rum Gully and they would have a whole strip just decorated houses. Yeah. It, it was like we would finish Christmas, go out there just so we could see the lights and stuff. But I live in the city now and yeah, it's just not the same. I, it's just not the same. So okay. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm well, just... If you spend any time in Smyrna, go to Smyrna. That's one of my favorite areas oh, of town. Oh, Life village. University does. Yes. Yeah, I forgot yes. about that. that. Yeah, but that's kind of creepy. You start your own tradition. Just start it. I live alone. Who, okay. who am I starting a tradition uh, with? You can just go by your Grinch. first ornament or your new show. and just <laughs> <laughs> right. I know you're going to have a Christmas you're a street. on the Look, I don't, Let me say this. I am not a Grinch. Right. I just, <laughs> now that I'm older, I see it from all sides. I'm like, oh my God, it's Christmas again. Now I got to buy gifts. <laughs> With money I don't have, especially now. You know what? You don't receive enough? Is that how you feel? You yeah, don't? exactly. You know, the older you get, the less you receive. That's so it's true. just like, I don't, that is not, now I buy more gifts than I get. I think you should do something different this year. I think you should maybe go out and do an outreach, do something different. You trying to get me to volunteer with you? Yeah. You probably, <laughs> I was going to say, this time of year, you know, despite all the all the problems and especially all the, of the poverty that's in the city of Atlanta, this is supposed to be the most giving time. Like giving Tuesdays in November for nonprofits. And this is the time most people, I think, do give. Yeah, do give. Even if it's just financially, they're like, okay, it's the end of the year, so what am I going to get? You know what I mean? Right, right. I suppose. Like I said, I'm not bowled over, but I'm not a Grinch. <laughs> I'm just like, I've gotten older now, so I just feel like I give more than I get. My parents fight with me about that all the time. They're like, you are the laziest son. You always come home empty-handed. And the running line, which actually, this might be the best Christmas before I get rich, which is in another year. Uh, because now, you know, before it was, well, don't worry about gifts. I'm going to buy them when I get rich. And it was kind of like, eh, whatever. Now that I have TV and radio, everybody, like, oh, so this actually might happen. Wait, 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 so wait. we'll give you another wait, wait, wait. pass. When did you start saying that? Oh, I've been saying that for like a good five years. So for five years, you tell people just don't worry about it. Yeah, just don't worry about it. I got you, especially my mom. I know you want a new house. I got that. Just let me, let me do what I do and we can get that. It was like, eh. You know, we know you do some things, but yeah. Now it's like, you know what? Ricky might actually do, they call me Ricky. Ricky might actually get this done. Like when I go home now, everybody's like, oh my God, you got a radio show. And now you got, so now the pressure might be a little off. So I might be a little happy this Christmas. You know what? There's a spirit of Christmas. I think we need to have a spirit of Christmas <laughs> conversation at some point closer to the 25th, because this is all materialism. You know what I mean? You're going to the Now Network. So we, you can talk about Jesus and Christmas. That's right. You know what I mean? 
supposed to be about something. My show's least for so, sure. I don't even have to touch Christmas. Okay. <laughs> so, so, but I, I want to talk about this time of year because in Congress, this is actually supposed to be a, a sleepy time with like a couple of surprises. So this is the lame duck session. And we talked a little bit about what to expect this session, I think on the last couple of shows, but now it's kind of getting down to the wire. So what this basically means is everyone who's on their way out has kind of a chance to do essentially what they would like to do because they don't plan on being, re they're not going to be reelected. So whether they're retired or whether they're not going to keep their seats in Congress, this is usually the time that people will try to push forth the most like, um, not extreme, but the most unconventional pieces of legislation. Like if you were going to see uh, a weed recreation bill, it would probably be right now. Like, so you can use rec recreational marijuana during this session. If you're going to see something about, um, you know, pushing forth a human rights bill, you would see it during the session. So the first step act is on the ballot. That's criminal justice reform that I hope may be voted on in the next couple of weeks. Um, but they've also talked about the wall and the voters, I think, Trump still voters, talking about the wall. Yes. In fact, Trump, I think, just uh, over this past weekend was saying that he's fully prepared to allow the government to shut down if they cannot fund the wall. So, Seriously? Yes. Congress always has to approve um, these sorts of expenditures. And this is not an inexpensive expenditure at all. Um, but so, I mean, vote, what is he asking for? Is yeah. he asking that... Appro approve the funds, basically. From wh where are we supposed to get these funds from? From you and I. For, these are taxpayer funds. So they want to up taxes? Well, so the money's there, right? So it's I mean, it's to be reallocated. Been, right, it has to be appropriate. It has to be approved for use for the wall. So, and the shutdown is something that I think since 2013 has been almost like you hear it in the news all the time, but it used to be very rare. Like there was a time where this mm. wasn't a regular conversation. Now mm. it seems like every other, every year, literally calendar year, they're like, okay, we're just gonna have to shut down if we can't come to an agreement because it's just become such a stalemate. And, uh, and now that the Democrats have control of the House, um, or will have control of the House in January, I think we're going to see a lot more of that because the House is what approves budgets. So Democrats are going to be constantly on this campaign of, well, we don't like, you know what I mean? Like it's going to be a lot of headbutting. So Yeah, but there's a lot that goes. So go into what happens if the government shuts down because that affects all government employees, right? Absolutely. So down to, I mean, you're talking about postmail, you're talking about health services, especially for government-run hospitals. You're talking about other sorts of government agencies. Think about child welfare. Um, think about roads, transportation. I mean, people aren't getting paid. Um, so how long we actually ugly. survive <laughs> if it's shut down? Like, because that's mean, not going to happen immediately. Like, the post office is going to be shut down tomorrow if we have a government shutdown. But how long are we looking I, at? I was going to say. It actually will be. And when they shut it down, mm -hmm. it means everything stops. So yeah. People are not able to uh, purchase items if they are waiting on their check from the government because the checks won't go out. And it's, a, it's one of those spiral things that just trickle down to everybody and it affects us all and I, and I am so tired of politicians <laughs> using us as pawns yeah. because that's exactly what they're doing See, everybody wants to get what they want right and think about parks and zoos and think about like in, in a any job that you have how much work is waiting for you when there's a break so if a government shutdown lasts I think the longest one in recent history was a little over 20 something days it was almost a month so imagine like a zoo unattended for a month and then going back to work. I mean, people, I think, would just be ready to quit at that point. So. Well, I mean, is this before or after the snakes and the elephants rummage and kill all of us? <laughs> well, I'm going to say, right. nobody wrangling them on a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, even with travel, think about a place like Atlanta, people that come to Atlanta to, to go to various different uh, places, museums and so on, if they're shut down, people have put this on the calendar. They have planned for this vacation That's and they true. get here yeah. and they can't even go to the museum because it's closed down because people are making decisions based on their own Somewhat right now what we haven't seen is how this affects like local law enforcement like local uh, uh, safety authorities um and i pray to god that we won't but so the wall the reason why this is like such a 
such a different situation, I think, is because the wall is not universally supported. Like, there's been study after study, even studies that were produced by think tanks that are supposedly on the right, like the Heritage Foundation, that have said that most Americans don't want a wall for like one reason or another. And even though, even ones who really believe we need to crack down on our borders and we do have too much illegal immigration, they still don't like the idea of a wall. It's, there are people who believe it's gonna be ineffective, for one, because there are other ways to get here. There, there's people who just feel like it's gonna be way too expensive. And I remember I, I said very adamantly when Trump was running as a candidate, President Trump was then a candidate saying, I'll pay for the wall myself. I'm like, no, you won't. No. You have no <laughs> idea how much this is gonna cost. And then when he said Mexico would pay for it, and we got the middle finger from then President Calderon. I was like, yeah, nobody's paying. We are paying for it. There's gonna be a wall. Well, it's the it's the concept when you say America and a wall. It, I right. just feel like it's it's oxymoron. Like that's they, those things are just not. They don't go together. Like we're not that that place that we turn folks away and, and don't find a viable solution that we all can live in. Not necessarily harmony because this isn't My Little Ponies, but live <laughs> in some kind of cohabitated state where we can find a way to accommodate you and still better our society. So the, right. the ideology that there's going to be a wall separating us mm-hmm. is not only creepy; it's just it's it's unbelievable. It's unfathomable to me. I can't I can't get there. I just I don't think that we are in a position to really deal with the illegal immigration crisis that the White House is talking about. So Ivanka Trump went on, uh, there was an ABC interview that she did recently because they wanted to ask her how she felt about um, the cages essentially, about family separation at the border, um, about the fact that it's now the migrant caravan, national troops were sent to the border and they thought that, what are we gonna see? Like, I think we were speculating a little bit on the show, like, are we gonna see people getting shot? Like, cause there's so many people there. I think there was over 3000 at the time we were talking about it. And over the Thanksgiving holiday, it seemed like the whole caravan had been held up in like Mexico City because Mexico finally agreed to try to stop the caravan from approaching the border. And then they were like, I think the Saturday after, they were like, they're making a move. And then that's when even more troops came. And my, my first thought was just kind of like, okay, is this going to be something that we can control or is it just out of control? Like, how do we, how do, we do something about this? Or how do we kind of decrease this, the flow of people? Because in the few strategies that we've tried, we've ended up clogging up our court system, or ICE has, because people are now waiting to seek asylum. He told people they can't seek asylum unless they go through an approved port of entry, which to me, the idea that you have an emergency, you need asylum means that you can't get to a specific location. You just need to get here if you can get here and seek mm-hmm. asylum. So it's a, I don't know, it feels like, are his voters going to be okay if he can't fill the wall? Or does he think this is gonna cost him something? Like that was his campaign promise. He wants to keep his campaign promise, but I don't know if he can. And if he can't, like, it's possible his voters ride with him so hard that he doesn't have to. So maybe he should just let it go. What happens to people being able to just be where they would like to be according to the the right place to the right things to do that they need to to get into to um, America, right? right? So why don't we use that money to set up something to do it the proper way? To vet people properly without just being so cruel to just turning people away, no food, no place for them to be. It's gonna say, because at the point that someone's at the border, they're already in a really dire situation. Because yeah, they, they didn't so, come with a house and a car. And, right. and, and how is that, 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 that we don't actually know about? Because right. we're talking about numbers that we can't even really comprehend in our head. We just see a few pictures on the, on the news, but what's really going on over there? Well, I mean, but like you said, it's, it's, it goes back to this whole man, humanity thing. I'm just like, I was doing something the other day. I was like, I, I saw something about dogs. And I thought about you, and I was like, so we will care more about feeding. Oh, I was at um, work, and, and these people, these ladies, they had a whole spread. And when it's over, we don't really let them take food, but they asked. And mm-hmm. it's like, she's like, well, you know, can I take some food to my dog? 
And you thought. So let me get this straight. <laughs> the first thing you thought of was taking all this good food to your dog. When most of the time, I think we take the food that's left over from our events and we give it to some shelter that does um, something. It's, and it's mm. food food, like right. good food. The only thing you thought of was to feed your dog with this food. That's the first thing you thought of. Yeah. And I kind of looked at her like, have we gotten to this place that we care more about the life of a dog than we do humans? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I saw on the news a couple weeks ago that these kids, and I think it's a great idea, they were opening up a uh, shelter for Not too, I yeah, literally saw a man sleep, for, I, and I know I pass it all the time, but I'm usually passing it on like 95 or something. I was, he was at a stop sign, like yeah. somewhere near downtown. I don't know where I was. I, right. Anything beneath Cobb, I'm a little, a little hazy. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, get I've only lived there. Yeah. But I'm like, I was literally at a stop sign, and he was literally laying on a cardboard by the stop yeah. sign. On the, he had to be an older gentleman. But we care more about the life of animals than we do of humans at this point. Have we really gotten there? That's and if we have, that's a scary place that's to a be. Strong ethical. That's a very growing argument, and it's a, it's you know. Now I'm not knocking the dogs. I don't want nobody <laughs> right. to say Ricardo hates the dogs. dogs. I love a good puppy, but <laughs> I can't say that I'm going to place a puppy's life above somebody who's literally living in the streets, especially right. when we know there's kids. You know, a lot of times that are adjoined to parents. I, I was gonna say, as a part of the care. The, yeah, the I can't. I can't say that. Like, I, 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 yeah. I don't think I'll ever be there. That we, I'll value a puppy's life more than human. I can't say that I'll ever be there. Yeah. So, so really quick before we have to go, do dem, do you think Democrats would ever approve something like this, or is it just a total? Like, I can imagine a situation in where you know Trump's got another two years. If he can't get it done, like I was saying, I'm sure there may still be time, at least time to try. But would Democrats ever? really be able to live down approving an expenditure for a border wall. No, because Nancy's not going for that. Yeah. Pelosi's not having it. She's she's not <laughs> she's and uh they're they're just not gonna have that. So I, I don't think that's ever gonna happen. But I I guess my thing is did they really expect him to build a wall? Uh, did they really believe that? Like yeah, he's he was gonna build a they wall. They totally do. And they've had little prototypes that they've shown in different parts of Texas about what the potential like sheets of wall could look like. But But there's I mean, some terrains that you can't build yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there are a lot of spaces that a wall cannot. I mean, I guess when I think of a wall, because I, I, I'm old, I think of the Great Wall of China. So I'm like, is that yeah. what they were expecting him to build a Great Wall of China through the? Or is it just a fence? Fence, exactly. Right, right. If it's, it's, I don't even want to talk about this anymore. This is so ludicrous. The thought of this is just, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't grasp it. Like I, I could even understood why China was divided by a Great Wall. I. And that was a long time ago, so I have to right. go back and read why it was. But just the thought of some place being divided by a yeah. wall. Like, who are we to put a wall up? Like, we're, are we that grand now that we're putting up walls and saying, yeah, we don't really want you here. You don't really qualify to be an American. Have we really gotten there? Like, I... I or to say it with a $2 billion price tag, too. So, okay. So, there's two more things I really wanted to get into for the lame duck session. I think we're going to do it as soon as we get back. I want to talk about the transgender ban that we talked about a little bit earlier, I think around September, October, uh, when the federal judge first said that he would probably try to stop Trump. He has now officially blocked that transgender ban. So I want to talk about transgender community, military service, a couple more things as soon as we get back after this commercial. IBNX Radio.